Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Ace. Children's books. Why, what, and how? So in my defense, <laughs> I did get one out of three right. One out of three what? Of the Caldecott winners. Oh. See, now enough time has passed. People probably have even forgotten all about it. But remember, folks, last Monday when uh, the Newberry Caldecotts for 2024 were announced, we on our podcast had featured three. And one of them, the one I thought would win the award, got an honor. But that's not bad odds, I'd say. I well. I think that they were rigged. Uh, they were. They, they were did. stolen. It did, it did. It's a little weird. It was a little weird that American Story got. There were so many different nothing. types of art styles yeah. in there. No, it was an odd. It was an odd Caldecott year. No problem with the winner. Big is excellent, and the first time an African American woman has ever won a Caldecott Award in the history of the award. I had to go back wow. and think about it. Now, many have had honors, but none have ever had the award. That's awesome. It is awesome, and it's a good book. It is a legit good book. Before we get to that. What is the name of this podcast? Fuse 8 and Kate. And what are we doing on this podcast? We talk about children's picture books. Uh, today, though, uh, we are considering a book that did not win the Caldecott Award. Might have gotten an honor. I'm not sure. I'd have to actually open my bag and check to see. Um, but it certainly the author-illustrator won uh, a Caldecott Award himself when he was alive. He died last year, and I had been meaning to do this book ever since he died, and then we just never got around to it so i get putting it on the back burner putting it on the back burner today i am bringing the book out are you ready for this book okay here we go yes uh what's the subtitle oh a cinderella story from china that's correct bye Retold by Ailing Louie. Mm-hmm. Illustrated by Ed Young. Ed Young, who did Lan Popo, which was a take on uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Is that like our third book or something? Fourth book? It was real early. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It might have been. It was definitely one of the first ones. And we haven't done them since. Uh, Over 50 years 50 ago. 50 years ago. <laughs> I, now, I'm now, actually, we did do Seven Blind Mice. So we have done him since then. I am mentally correcting myself, even as I say we haven't done him since. We have done him at least twice, and now we're going to do him third time. Go read that book. All right. All right. While Kate does her read, let's do a little background information on A. Ling Louie. Now, as it turns out, uh, she was a teacher, and the story of Yishen had been told in her family for about three generations. So when she decided to turn it into a book, she discovered, much to her surprise, that the Cinderella story that her grandmother used to tell her is actually recorded in a ancient Chinese manuscript, which is reproduced for this particular book. And it turns out this story comes from the days of the Tang Dynasty, which is about 618 to 907 AD, whereas, of course, the earliest known European version is an Italian tale, which dates back to about eh, 1634. 
Now, Ms. Louie um, did not just write this book. She got very into writing uh, biographies, picture book biographies of different Asian American people. So she has done one on Vera Wang. She did one on Yo-Yo Ma. She did one on Kalpana Chawla, who's an astronaut. And actually, she did one on uh, Patsy Mink, which without a doubt, if you have to look up one of these covers, please look up the cover of her Patsy Mink biography because it is fantastic. Uh, so that's what she's been up to. And you're back. I'm back. Hello. When you wish no. upon... Oh, no. That's no, not... I'm just cutting you off right here. I... that? You know that song's not even... It's not even in Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. That's Sleepy Beauty. <laughs> no. No, wait. It's Peter Pan. No, it's not. It's, it's Jiminy, not. It's Jiminy Cricket. When you wish upon a... St- oh, you're right, is it? Yeah. Oh, you're right. It's, it's Pinocchio. Pinocchio, Pinocchio. There it is. I knew you were wrong. I just didn't know how. <laughs> we got there eventually. Exactly. So this book doesn't have back matter. It has front matter. Oh, yes. It's because it's an old book and they didn't know how to do matter. This one starts off with our main character's dad having two wives. Oh, well, that is unusual. And we have not seen that one before. Oh, Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if Disney's Cinderella started off with Cinderella's dad having two wives? I mean, and... it'd be kind of awesome, but yeah. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Nope. So this guy, he has two wives. Okay. They pr- both produce kids, uh, and our main character, Ye Shen, was the product of one of the mothers. But That then, is how birth works. But yes. then the mother dies. Right. And then the dad dies. Oh, shoot. And so now she's left to be with her stepmom. The second wife. I don't know if that's technically a stepmom, is it? I think it's just I mean, your they dad's call... other wife. They... So Do they say stepmom? Yeah. Well, okay. your dad's other wife well, we would be really... your stepmom. Is that how it works? Yes, it I'm is. I'm sure there's a better term for that, but we don't have it in the English <laughs> language. So, uh, carry on. <laughs> okay. So, in Disney's Cinderella, she has mice and birds that help her out. Sure. Well, Yeshen, <laughs> her only friend is a fish. That she caught and raised, and it's beautiful. And every once in a while, it'll come out of the water and it'll put its head on the bank of the pond, waiting for her to feed it. So it's like a koi. Um, sure. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I like koi. I don't know. I don't know fish. Koi are cute. Um, but it's not talking mice. It's a hungry fish, and I can respect that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I want it to make me a dress though. So. And it's your favorite thing, Betsy. Oh, what's that? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Cut off in the middle of a sentence and they go to the next page. Oh, my God. Stepmother gave Yeshen little enough food for herself. (laughs) How hard is this? This is, I I always say it, but this is the little engine that could problem. As far as I really know, it's only happened that one time. Okay. So that's... It's one it's time too many. Right at the beginning. Right, right, right <laughs> from the start, you're making me mad. Why are you doing this to me, book? And the pages are split between one page being like a full page uh, colored pencil, it looks like, illustration. Mm. And the opposite page has two panels. I like that. It makes the eye move around the page in an interesting way. Yeah. Yes. Well, the stepmother found out that uh, Yeshen had a pet and she didn't like that she was keeping a secret from her. And so she just... seems like a flimsy excuse if ever I heard one. Well, and she decides to be sneaky. And she is clever, the stepmom. Oh, crap. She tells <laughs> Yeshen to go and collect firewood, but to leave her filthy coat here. And so as Yeshen goes out to get 
firewood, the stepmother wears the coat, goes to the pond where the fish is. The fish sees the jacket. Oh, crap. This fish ain't that smart. And pops out, at which point the fish is stabbed, dies, and becomes dinner. I was going to say, did she feed the pet to the girl? Because that's... I don't don't think the girl eats very much okay so, so i don't think well, she got you know, any of the there, fish there's something to be said for not being fed your own pet but so any char- that's cruel yeah any character who harms animals is definitely a villain yeah in my book. oh yeah and that's how you get on this girl's side right from the start of the story yeah and she's she Poor finds fish. out she goes to the you know yeshen goes to the pond to see her pet who is gone Aww. and she's devastated with grief and she's just crying by the pond. Very sad story already. <laughs> and then there's an old man who looks at her. He's wearing the coarsest of clothes and he looks down at her and he's like, oh, poor child. And she says, and this is interesting. Is he the fish? Kind uncle, who may you be? Right. Well, that's a term of respect. Kind uncle? Yeah, uncle. Uncle? Yeah, uncle. You'd call auntie an uncle for... People who are older than you. Huh. Yeah, I've heard that. For heard that. a complete stranger? Yeah. I've never it's just heard a term that. Of, it's just a term of respect, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He, yeah. he says, look, your fish is dead. You're going to have to move on. <laughs> okay. Leave it in the past. Um, but just die. <laughs> but the, bone, the bones of the fish are magical. What? Yes. So I need you to go back, dig them out of the dung heap, and then kneel in front of them and wish whatever you want. Just be careful because uh, you don't want to waste the fish bones gifts. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember what di- she got to lose, eh? I, I don't remember Disney's Cinderella kneeling in front of Gus Gus's bones and uh... in a dung heap, no less. <laughs> we, there are surprisingly few dung heaps. That's not true. There's actually a lot of dung heaps in Disney. They're just a little more recent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she wants to ask more questions, but he goes into the sky. Oh, well, that's a good way to get away from questions now, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) So, uh... Go to the And here's the thing. This illustration makes her look like she's 25 years old. Yeah. She doesn't look like a child. She doesn't even look like a young teenager. Well, it's a hairstyle. The hairstyle, we grew up with our aunts having hair that was up in big bouffants like that. So it looks like a older aunt style to us. She definitely looks mid-twenties. Yeah. So every once in a while, she'll kneel in front of the bones and ask for food when she's hungry. But that's how she's managed to live day by day. Okay, she, hasn't, she hasn't tapped out the bones. Right. <laughs> okay. Then we get to springtime. And in the spring, there's this festival where men and women from the village meet and they choose who they get to marry. Okay, And nice. it's a very busy time of year and she really wants to go. So she doesn't have any siblings? She has her stepsister. Okay, she does have who a was the Remember, because the dad had two yeah. wives, both wives had a kid. But I didn't know kid. that they'd had, oh, they both had a kid. Yeah, oh, they okay. both had daughters. So her stepmother only wants her daughter, her biological right. daughter, to go to this spring festival right. because she's afraid that if her stepdaughter goes, she's going to be too beautiful and that you know, her own daughter, who's not as pretty, mm-hmm. isn't going to find a man because I that's see. all that matters, Betsy, is beauty and I mean, they really should have leaned more into the free labor aspect of this. If she goes somewhere else, they won't have free labor. So 
Well, the yeah. stepmother's jealousy and insecurities just translate from this one yeah. to the Disney one oh, without yeah, any that's problems. A, that's a carbon copy right there, yeah. So she kneels in front of the fish bones and she says, I really want to go to this festival. Um, are there? Could, could I bo- borrow some clothes? Not even Not even own. Yeah. But could you? Could I borrow some clothes to wear to this feast? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she is. She gets a cloak with kingfisher feathers. Ooh. She gets gold slippers. Nice. Um, but the spirit of the bones, which is a fish, <laughs> says. Um, <laughs> be sure you do not lose your golden shoes. I'm imagining looking exactly like the incredible Mr. Limpet. Oh, I was picturing the fish from um, The Simpsons, the three-eyed fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Both work <laughs> equally well. <laughs> so she's beautiful. She's dressed in this beautiful clothes. She promises not to lose the slippers. We all know how that goes. Uh, uh, yeah, don't promise things you can't keep. It. She goes to the festival. Uh, you know, there's people dancing. And then all of a sudden they stop and they whisper, oh, Who is that beautiful who is girl? girl? Oh, who is it going to be? Two-page spread, no <gasps> words. But oh. she's tiny. You she's far away. S- there's so much white space. She's far away. You can barely see what she's wearing. Page? What's on the other page? Yeah, it's her in... It, oh, wait, no. It, oh, that's you, her. No, you're not seeing it. Do you see from I, the distance what that looks like? Oh, a fish. It's a fish. Well, all the... It's it, a fish. Well, it, there's a group of people that are clumped together looking at this woman that's coming in. I didn't realize there were people. All I saw yeah. were fish on one side and the girl on the other. But she's so tiny. Well, sure. I wish you that... wanted to see a bigger like. Isn't she yeah. on the cover? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to make out. So. Yeah. I, I, th- if this is her big entrance, I wanted a big. But entrance. she's getting closer, right? If you turn the page. Nope. Oh, not well, that... she's a little bigger. <laughs> not that much. Oh well. <laughs> oh, she's being eaten by the fish. Well, she's she's not getting eaten by this fish. Her slipper is. Oh, so she's nice. she arrives at this festival. Her stepsister, she can hear her stepsister saying, Mother, does she not resemble our Yeshen? Gotta go. And she's like, Oh crap, I've been <laughs> I've been seen. Yoink! But here's the thing. She's wearing slippers with very long laces that yeah. wrap around your foot because we can see her other foot yeah, has yeah. The, the laces wrapped around her ankle. Yeah. How did she lose a slipper? I don't know. Maybe she did it on purpose. It's like an end of the woods. I mean, and she didn't even get to meet anyone. Oh, she didn't meet anybody? No. She she, she, she got some good food, though. She just arrived. I hope she got some food. She gets seen by her stepsister. She yeah. loses a slipper. She runs away. Well, that was a crap party right what a bummer jeez at least with cinderella she got to go three times no she went once once and didn't meet anyone and then ran away and a book okay and she runs she runs all the way home she hides the slipper uh you know amongst some bed straw and she's crying and because she said she promised the fish bones that she wouldn't lose her slippers and she lost one of her slippers and the stepmother actually goes home, checks to see if Yeshen is there, confirms, yep, she's there, she's there. and then goes back to the party. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but see a second. Meanwhile, a villager found the, the slipper mm-hmm. that fell off, uh, knows that it's worth a lot of money, sells it oh. to a merchant who then gives it to the king of the island kingdom, which 
I mean, okay. All right. Maybe sure. cool slipper. I mean, we don't know what it looks like. Yeah. I'm seeing fish everywhere, by the way. I, sh- I feel ashamed that I didn't realize this earlier, but he is doing with this book what he did in Lon Popo, and he, where he snuck a wolf into pictures. He's sneaking fish. Maybe you can see it better from far away. I think away. it's what it is. I'm yeah. seeing them from far away. Yeah. Yeah. So the king decides that this slipper, which is made of the most precious metals, is so beautiful that he wants to find the woman who owned the shoe. So he can, she can let him know where the cobbler is. <laughs> so, so where'd you get this, kid? Where'd you get it? <laughs> so, There's uh, fish literally everywhere in this book. I'm sorry. I'm just amazed by this. <laughs> so, you, surely you can see that one. Yeah. yeah okay. I can see it. I can see all of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so the king, you know, is ordering this search to try and find the woman who owns this slipper. Eventually, they can't, you know, they, they, they expand their search, but they still can't find it. I mean, they even go to the cave women where Ye- Yeshen's... <laughs> Tell me more about the cave women. Well, that's where Yeshen's stepmother and stepsister live, and that's where she lives. And They're cave women? Yeah. This is the best information I've received all day. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, they don't let Yeshen try on the slipper, of course. Of course not. They try it on. They can't. The reason that no one can try it on is apparently because it is very, very small. Of course it is. Yes. That is also consistent across uh, both European and uh, and this version. Well, here's what confuses me. This is what they decide to do. They put the shoe on the side of the road mm-hmm. where it fell off her foot and a herald announces that the shoe will be returned to its original owner. So they just expect the owner to come and retrieve it's it? the last place the crime took place. People always go back to the scene of the crime. Have you ever lost a shoe somewhere, Betsy? I... not permanently, no. I have. How's that? And I've never gone back. Really? To, to the... uh-uh. Why not? Because it's gone, Betsy. Okay, is it just like it's the situation just gone. in which you would lose a shoe is just... You just you, let it go, you know? It's like a really good pair of shoes. I don't know, man. It, it was a good pair of shoes, but I what let it go. I let it go. So hmm. they eventually, um, you know, the, these all, the, the, the place is crowded with all these women, you know? They're, right. they're all you know, going... We still haven't met a prospective groom at any point here, by the way. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the king. Is it the king? So... Okay, oh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself here. All right. <laughs> So in the blackest part of night, Ye Shen... 2 a.m. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though there's a little bit of moonlight. Uh, uh, she quietly, like, tiptoes over, grabs the shoe, and just when the king is, like, going to have his, like, army attack her... Right. For, you know, because... Shoe stealing. She's wearing, like, ratty clothes. There's no way that she could own the mm-hmm. slipper. He sees her face and sees how beautiful she is. <laughs> And realizes that the face don't doesn't match the clothes, and so he beautiful people don't wear awful clothes. <laughs> this makes no sense. Boy, he's a inspector general there. This guy. Well, this is the is worst part. Detective. Work? He says it, it says in the text with a wave of his hand, the king signaled that this tattered creature was allowed to depart with the golden slipper. This beautiful tattered creature. <laughs> sumptuous. Tattered creature. Disgusting thing on it's the bottom so, of my shoe. It's so rude. It's so rude. I would hate it if someone called me a tattered creature. He's a tattered creature and she's like, woo. He's nagging her. Yeah. <laughs> so they follow her to where she lives. <laughs> How many people is this? She's like going back in the dead of night and all these guys are like, shh, shh. Exactly. Yeah. Keep it down. Keep it down. 
Stop thinking. Did she take a left or a right? I think Why is your sword so loud? (laughs) So, and then they knock uh, on the door. Mm. She's frightened because the- It's 2 freaking a.m. And the king- is at her doorstep. That's not good. You don't want a king at your doorstep. No. Normal, under normal circumstances. That's a bad idea. And he asks her to try the golden slippers on her feet. So. Can't say no to a king. She does. She puts on both slippers. And guess what happens? They don't fit. <laughs> no. Oh, that would be a really interesting twist. She gets transformed back into the feathered cloak and beautiful gown. I was so hoping you would say she'd become a fish. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a really cool twist. No, I think and it's... And then he becomes a fish. I think it's a nice twist that the magic didn't oh, yeah. die and that she got her gown back. That is nice. That is nice. Cinderella didn't even get that. Exactly. Yeah, that's I'm, true. So I'm glad it wasn't a one-time gown. Yeah. Yeah. It was a perfectly good gown. So he sees how, you know, heavenly and beautiful that yeah. she is, that he realizes from her beauty he has found his true love. So convenient. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm just very glad that the king is not like a 65-year-old man wanting to marry an 18-year-old or a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. Because that'd be real gross. And real realistic. (laughs) But here's the end of the book, Betsy. Uh, Tell me it's about the fish. (laughs) No. Doggone it. The fish is gone. Uh, Yeshin moves into the palace with the king. Does she bring her stepmother and stepsister? She's not allowed because oh! because they were so unkind to the king's beloved that he will not let them stay in the castle. And it says, let me read you the last sentence. Okay, read that thing. Of the entire book. Okay. This is how the book ends. Okay. Are you ready for I'm this? Ready. I am so ready. I was born ready. They remained in their cave home where one day, it is said, they were crushed to death in a shower of flying <laughs> stones. The end. <laughs> I'm but sorry. they didn't suffer enough. They they were crushed by stones. What kind what? of they were crushed? By what stones. kind of flying stones could crush a cave? I mean, you're in a cave, like boulders. Yeah, like a cave in. Cave ins happen. Okay. Maybe this is a man-made cave, and it was structurally unsound. Maybe. Yeah. It wasn't OSHA compliant. It was not OSHA compliant. <laughs> there were no struts. I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. So yeah. Yeah, that's so they, it. That's and so the they end. died a terrible death in a cave because they were jerks. Yep. Yeah, because well, that's justice for you. Really, the stepmother was a jerk. The stepsister yeah. wasn't. We have no idea, but that's why we did. Maybe that's why we didn't learn anything about that stepsister. Uh, because now we don't feel bad. We would feel super bad if they were buddies. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Ratings time. You go first. So this is very clearly a predecessor to Lon Popo. Um. He was definitely trying out the whole, let me see if I can work an animal into these, uh, this art. And then he went a little crazy with it. And he was like, I'm going to work lots of animals into it. Uh, having a lot of fun with that. The story is fascinating. I like it. I actually am quite fond of it. I like stories that have a little darkness to them, especially fairy tales. I like when they have a little weirdness to them, like plucking fish bones out of the manure pile and then <laughs> praying on them. That's awesome. Uh, I am all for that. Do I think it's one of the best variations of a fairy tale well it's not even a variation it's its own original one itself uh do i do do i like how they did it i do feel like this is proto ed young where he was still kind of finding his footing though he's doing some sophisticated stuff here and the storytelling sounds perfectly fine in that it's a just a sort of a retelling of a classic tale so i'm gonna give this a 5.67 interesting yes 
it's a bit of a weird way to end the book. I love that, though. It certainly doesn't end on a happy sentence unless you think them getting crushed to death is happy. Well, of course, of course, it's it's justice. That's <laughs> universal justice. Justice is not the same as happy, though. That's true. Um, Weirdly it's, sad. It's an interesting take on the Cinderella story, and I like that. The, yeah. the magic isn't a one-time use, but what do you think would have happened if the fish hadn't died? Like, True. Well, maybe, there you go. She brought it on herself. Maybe the stepmother did her a favor. Because, well, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. No, clearly she did her a favor, but it was born out of... Maybe it wouldn't have been magic if it hadn't been so spiteful. So, yeah. The illustrations are nice, and I like the panels, but there's so much white space that it seems almost incomplete. Um, we've traded out a fairy godmother for an uncle and a fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I don't like that Yeshen was called a tattered creature. I love that she was called a tattered creature. I do Did not marry that guy. Don't do it. <laughs> but oh, it's, you did. But it's a much better take on the Cinderella story than what Disney produced. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, if, if I liked the illustrations more, I would give it a higher rating, but I gave it a 5.5. Okay, so it's a toe over it's, the line. It's another toe over the we line classic. toe over the line like too, crazy over here. My yeah, goodness. All too right. many, too many. Yeah, we'll do something different next time. Okay. Letters time. Mm-hmm. All right. So in our last episode, we did the uh, the waiver book. We did we did the sleepover. Ira sleeps over. I believe uh-huh. it was called. And uh, we got a we got a, a notice from author illustrator Matt Tavares. He is probably best known for Dasher. Which if you've ever entered a Target and they were selling Christmas picture books, that book was front and center. This that book is a huge freaking hit. And he saw our post and he said, fun fact, this was one of my favorite books when I was a kid. And when my first book came out in 2000, I signed in an event at FAO Schwartz in NYC and got to sit right next to Bernard Weber. It was amazing. Even got him to sign my copy. And then he included some absolutely adorable photos, which is very cool. A lot of people love that we did that book. Uh, I was very happy myself that we did that book, but a lot of people really enjoyed it. And then we got another letter from Stephanie, the third sister. Uh-huh. She says, and I'm, this is verbatim, hello! <laughs> so guess what? I'm going to be in Chicago this summer. Bloomsbury is sending me to Litapalooza with Anderson's books to do all sorts of fun, authory things for hummingbird season, and I was hoping that you'd be there so we can finally meet in person and maybe Kate too! Nice. So there you go. We've got a, a standing invitation to uh, meet up with the third sister after long last. Great. So there you go. We'll, we'll get back to you on that one, see what we're doing at that time. But uh, very good information, Stephanie. Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone wants to meet us, just come to, come to Chicago. Yeah, come to Chicago. It's a big town. We're around. We are around. We're not doing anything. No. <laughs> we don't work. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. We just eat popcorn and watch movies all day. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Grown up things we like. Uh, you go first. Okay, so, uh, speaking of eating popcorn and watching movies, I literally did that. So Oscars, the nominations were all announced. As I suspected, um, movies that I have been seeing, all were nominated for Best Picture because they've got a billion of them now. One of them was Poor Things, starring oh, Emma man. Stone and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, we, I had seen it prior to the nomination coming out because I was very curious about it. And I enjoyed it very much. Um, it's by the same uh, team that did The Queen's Favorite which I loved, which was also very weird. This is downright bizarre. Uh, really fun. 
I hate to say safe, but you never worry about the main character. The best I can describe it without giving anything away is that uh, a mad scientist finds a woman's body and kind of, let's just say, brings it back to life in some way, and now she's got to relearn the world, and she does so through a very feminist lens. Um, It's a great movie. It's very fun, very twisted, very strange, great soundtrack, two thumbs up, loved Emma Stone's performance. Uh, That'd be poor things. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just binged all the episodes of Murderville on Netflix. Oh, good. It's Will Arnett who plays a homicide detective. Every episode, he and the cast have a rough script, but there's a celebrity that comes on who does not have a script. Nice. They have to see the evidence of a murder case, and it's it's a fake murder, uh, talk to three suspects, and then decide who the murderer is at the end of the episode. <laughs> I recommend folks start with episode three with Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, He is so funny that he makes Will Arnett break so many times. Oh, that's good. And we were downright like cackling. We were laughing so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, I'd recommend episode one uh, with Conan O'Brien. Okay, very good. So they, they have actors and comedians, but then they also do have an athlete come on at one point. So there's only six episodes. There's only one season. The episodes are about 30 minutes long, so definitely, if you need a good laugh, check out Murderville on Netflix. Very good. Yeah. I would like to watch that, because I came in when you were watching the Conan O'Brien one, and I love Will Arnett. I will watch him in pretty much anything, which is impressive, because he's done a lot of schlock. So, well, you'll uh, like this series, then. Well, I, yeah, it sounds like it's not schlock. Yeah. That's where my bar is. <laughs> Does it have Will Arnett? <laughs> yes. Is it schlock? No. I'm in. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'll try to find you a book for next week that is not uh, a toe over the line or a toe under the line. Yeah, I want to feel definitive feelings about that. I the want next a definitive one. classic or a definitive crappy, crappy book. Excellent. My my job is, is set. I have. I have big plans. Big, we do big have plans. a Groundhog's Day coming up, so... Oh, man, don't make me find another one. <laughs> Those are even harder to find than Thanksgiving books. I'm There's, just saying. Oh, Lord. I'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Until we do see. I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram, Threads, and Blue Sky at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse, number eight, Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, Amazon Music, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and Raider Podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our toe over the line is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate, Atienza, and Betsy Bird.